Hey folks, this is Charlotte Clymer. My pronouns are she, her, and you are listening to a brand new episode of Charlotte's Web Thoughts. This is the audio slash podcast version of the actual Charlotte's Web Thoughts on substack.com. You can go subscribe to that at charlotteclymer.substack.com. It's completely free. All you need is an email. It takes less than five seconds to sign up and it helps me out immensely. And if you want to offer a paid subscription to help me pay my bills, I would certainly welcome it, but really, I just want my essays sent to your inbox. So please do go subscribe, charlotteclimber.substack.com. August 24th, 2023, The Vivek Gambit. I don't remember the first time I saw Vivek Ramaswamy in one of the countless cable news hits he's done since the announcement of his presidential campaign just over six months ago. But I remember the first time he held my attention. It wasn't a cable news hit. It was some random video in my timeline. Mr. Ramaswamy was at a campaign event six weeks ago in Otumwa, Iowa. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. A town of 25,000 that has seen five presidential visits, most recently with then-President Obama in 2010. This small town hall was hosted by the local GOP. He was in the middle of a longer answer about, quote, firing the managerial class of the Pentagon, close quote, over the accusation against top military leadership of engaging in, quote, wokeism and so on. You've probably heard some version of these thoughts from one of the countless right-wing provocateurs who parrot it. When suddenly, in the middle of his answer, he was interrupted by a shouting protester. The protester, whose name I'm not going to put here in order to protect her privacy, was yelling at Mr. Ramaswamy. She yelled, quote, protect women. I'm not having someone else's kid if they rape me, close quote. He immediately and curiously said, amen, and attempted to pivot in some related direction. The audio was a bit muffled when she responded, quote, Republicans are raping people. President Trump is a rapist, close quote. There were overlapping interruptions between the two until she was sworn by campaign staff and volunteers who motioned for her to leave, which she started to do for about 15 yards when Mr. Ramaswamy asked for her to come back and speak. So she walked back up to in front of the stage and did speak. She talked about abortion rights and the absolute terror of living in a country in which rape can be a death sentence because of unnecessary and clownish, those are my words, restrictions on abortion care. Mr. Ramaswamy waited for her to say her piece and asked for her name. And if she said she's a mother, she said yes, that she did say she's, she's a mother and that her kids are successful. And he replied, quote, I want to say what you're doing is one of the most important things. A mother raising more children in this world. Even if we have our disagreements, I want to say thank you for that. So thank you. Close quote. She started to walk back out, probably because this was all a bit overwhelming. She later told an NBC reporter she had no plans to interrupt or protest the event. When Mr. Ramaswamy then said this, quote, And part of what it means to live in this country is we have free speech. We get to speak our minds openly, even if we don't all agree on it. So let's actually applaud her for the courage coming into a room and asking a question, even though we don't agree on everything, okay? Close quote. 
She nodded to acknowledge what he said. The audience applauded her as she was walking out, and that was it. It took maybe two and a half minutes. Mr. Ramaswamy supported Donald Trump in the 2020 election and has steadfastly defended him in the public square against his various indictments and other legal controversies in recent months. He is absolutely a Trump supporter. But what he did at that event was not a very Trumpian move. His political idol, the inspiration for his entry into politics, would not have asked the woman to come back and speak her mind. He would have done some combination of talking over her, mocking her, and exploring sidebar topics that were halfway between adjacent to the discussion at hand and seemingly random. We all know this. It's Mr. Trump's playbook. But Mr. Ramaswamy invited her back and gave her the space to speak and then deftly diffused the tension in the venue with praise for her. And by the time she was walking out of that event, he was looking pretty good to a lot of people. Was it sincere? Probably not. Was it very contrived retail politics? Yeah. But honestly, I don't think it really matters. I think debating his intentions in that moment is worthless, knowing that the folks who would debate something like that were not his intended audience. At no point did he admit that he or Trump are wrong. He just expressed a basic show of empathy on shared values that sounded really classy to his intended audience. It wasn't to convince the likes of me, I know that, because I am not the one who he has in mind in his broad messaging. He threaded that needle in that moment for Trump supporters, however cynically, in such a way that he got credit for both refusing to budge on his views and coming across as a decent man, the latter of which Trump has struggled to do most, all, of his life, even when he's actually trying. So now... Trump supporters can show this video to others and say, see, we're decent folks who respect each other in disagreement. It's the left who shows up to interrupt a conversation and stir up trouble. Again, I need to emphasize that whether or not this makes anti-Trump folks like myself feel anger or frustration or annoyance is completely besides the point, because once again, we are not the intended audience for Mr. Ramaswamy's campaign comm strategy. Mr. Ramaswamy has one goal in mind. He wants to be the heir apparent for the Trump wing of the Republican Party, which is most of the GOP. He wants to succeed him as the leader of that faction, which has reliably kept Mr. Trump in place as a de facto leader of the Republican Party. The only thing that matters to Mr. Ramaswamy in this moment is positioning himself as the obvious choice to pick up that mantle, however far in the future. Maybe that includes angling for the bottom of the ticket, but even if he missed out on that, he's still building his brand solely in Trump's image for that eventual handoff. Take last night's debate. Mr. Ramaswamy was widely criticized for his over-the-top, bombastic, uninformed, meandering, and nonsensical performance. He repeatedly talked over his opponents and the moderators. He seemed to relish embodying an intentional arrogance. Sound like anyone to you? Mr. Ramaswamy wasn't at the debate last night to court MSNBC commentators who have spent last night and this morning consistently praising, and rightly so, former UN ambassador and South Carolina governor Nikki Haley for handing Mr. Ramaswamy's ass to himself with logic in a heated exchange. He wasn't there to court the minority of Republican voters who rightly believe his political hero is a traitor to American democracy or 
correctly, sense that the era of Trump will eventually end in disaster for the GOP. He wasn't there for social media pundits like myself, who have found it all too easy to mock his manic performance last night. I likened his general vibe to that of a youth pastor who's taking a bump of cocaine backstage before coming out to deliver a sermon. No, he was there to audition for an audience of one, Donald John Trump, and it didn't take long for supporters of Mr. Trump to pick up on that. Mr. Ramaswamy declined to offer any support for accountability of Mr. Trump in the midst of his myriad indictments and other legal controversies. Whereas every other candidate, to some degree, criticized Mr. Trump, he has stood fastly beside his political hero and defended him. This is not by accident. The party's frontrunner may not have been present last night, but the spirit of Trumpism was very much present in Mr. Ramaswamy's performance. All of the other candidates on that stage last night have been struggling with a common puzzle, how to attract Trump supporters without alienating them. With these added complexities, one, the risk in turning off moderate voters in the general, as Trump does, and two, the risk in attaching their integrity to a sinking ship, that is, Trump's legal future. Unsurprisingly, none of these candidates have come close to figuring it out, probably because it's an impossible task. Mr. Trump's voters only want him. Prime example, look no further than Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who has a glittering resume and until recently had the wide backing of much of the Republican establishment. Mr. DeSantis' message to the Trump faction has been, I'm not saying my approach is morally better. I'm saying my approach is smarter, and we can go a lot further in conservative goals with my approach. Mr. DeSantis has attempted to run to the right of Mr. Trump seeming to throw down a gauntlet. This guy is all talk. I am all action. Watch me go after Mickey Mouse. Watch me take over universities. Watch me ban books. Watch me not give a damn what my critics think either, including Trump. The governor of Florida has sought to present himself as the new and improved Donald Trump. With far greater discipline and actual legal and policy chops, Trump without the embarrassing gaffes, Trump without the raging narcissism, Trump without the self-destructive chaos. His efforts over the past several years in the direction of this singular goal have mostly failed because it turns out, surprise, that Trump supporters do not want an improved version of Mr. Trump. They don't see need for improvement. They want Mr. Trump in the original packaging. Thank you very much. I firmly believe that every candidate on that stage last night understands this about Trump supporters, but none of them have been willing to do what Mr. Ramaswamy is clearly doing, unapologetically embracing everything about Mr. Trump, no matter how awful, in an attempt to be anointed as his successor someday. Mr. Ramaswamy is not actually running for president. He's running to be Mr. Trump's crown prince. And if Mr. Trump should someday find himself out of the running due to the overwhelming legal quagmire he's currently in, Mr. Ramaswamy is waiting there with open arms. Your vision and your legacy are safe with me. And if Mr. Trump stays in the race, despite the very steep legal challenges, Mr. Ramaswamy is setting himself up as a strong VP choice, or barring that, with an unconditional blessing and unparalleled favor from the leader of the GOP. That's the goal. To do that, 
Mr. Ramaswamy has clearly decided he must kill his own ego and shed any sense of shame. All that matters is being an especially devoted cover band for the twice impeached, thrice indicted former president. Excuse me, four times indicted former president. It means pretending that he is not a Pi Beta Kappa graduate, summa cum laude, of Harvard College, and earn, and earn his law degree from Yale with the assistance of a Paul and Daisy Soros Fellowship for New Americans, a fact which was inexplicably removed from his Wikipedia article back in May. It means pretending that he is somehow the only millennial of his high intellectual curiosity who has not hunched over a computer at any point in the past two decades and typed the words climate change into the Google search box and pressed enter. It means pretending that he lacks the requisite legal education, let alone the best legal education in the world, to clearly discern that Mr. Trump has repeatedly and flagrantly and shamelessly broke federal and state laws many, many, many times over. It means pretending that the list of truths he has taken to parroting, an itemized ideology of Trumpism tenets, basically, are not only completely antithetical to basic critical thinking skills, but the whole of his elite education and life experience. It means pretending to all the world that he is somehow inferior to Mr. Trump, which everyone knows is completely false, including Mr. Trump himself. The point is not to acknowledge what's obvious to everyone. The point is the performative kneeling that is required to sell himself to Mr. Trump as an eventual heir. And it all comes with enormous risk. Mr. Trump has managed to evade for six years substantial accountability for his numerous crimes and acts of cruelty. Now, in recent months, full accountability of Mr. Trump feels more real to the country than at any point in this era. It feels inevitable. Four active indictments, 91 total federal and state charges, ranging from obstruction to racketeering to conspiracy to defrauding the U.S. government to illegally hoarding highly classified documents pertaining to our national security, on record openly admitting to wrongdoing, legally screwed beyond imagination. If Mr. Ramaswamy makes his own future inextricably bound with the reputation of the person described in the previous paragraph, he certainly risks going down with the ship, even if he didn't break any laws. That's the gambit. All the other candidates in this race are trying to shape some kind of reasonable post-Trump future and wouldn't dare careening off the cliff with him. Yet Mr. Ramaswamy is doing exactly that and hoping it pays off with being anointed by Mr. Trump one way or the other. He doesn't care about annoying or enraging the other candidates. He doesn't care about the lectures from pundits across the spectrum. He doesn't care about shame. He only cares about fully committing to this singular role. It would seem Trump supporters sense this. While most non-Trump folks were picking Mr. Ramaswamy apart last night, myself included, he was earning high marks from Trump folks who were watching. When CNN did a po post-debate poll among a focus group of 15 Republican voters in Iowa, these were the results. Seven for Mr. Ramaswamy, four for Ambassador Nikki Haley, two for Governor DeSantis, and two abstentions. He almost had a clear majority of that focus group. The cherry on top for Mr. Ramaswamy was the praise posted by Mr. Trump on his platform, Truth Social. Quote, 
This answer gave Vivek Ramaswamy a big win in the debate because of a thing called truth. Thank you, Vivek. Close quote. What answer had Mr. Ramaswamy given that so impressed Mr. Trump? He said, quote, President Trump, I believe, was the best president of the 21st century. Close quote. Made in his own image, indeed.